Hi there, welcome to Strictly Ball Business with Alec and Dalton, ready to chat about some fun topics that are going to come to fruition here in the 2021-22 season, and that's including the Magic's young core becoming a more solidified team. And so with that, we're going to dive into who some of the best players are up and coming, some established guys, and we're going to try and keep it around 23 years or under and see you know, who's going to take them to that next level from that age group. We're also going to talk about Colin Sexton's potential fit on the Philadelphia 76ers. We saw a recent rumor that the Cleveland Cavaliers are interested in potentially trading for Ben Simmons. And we already knew that there were rumors earlier in the season of Colin Sexton potentially being traded. Now, this could be a potential good fit, and so we're going to break that down. And we'll also give our predictions for the West All-Stars and the East All-Stars for this season, though we're a few months out even from the season beginning itself. It's still worth chatting about and seeing what it looks like at this point. So let's dive into the Magic Young Core, 23 years or under. Who is your number one player from this category, Dalton? And and tell me a bit about him. So my number one for this category, not, not that he's the best young core. I think the best one is my second option I'll bring up. But I think the most exciting and most entertaining storyline to follow this year will be with Markel, Markel Fultz. Um, 23-year-old, just got that big contract for his ACL last year, and of course his uh, thoracic outlet syndrome that he's been dealing with his whole career. Uh, I, I've always liked him. Super smart playmaker. He's just He just looks like a genius on the floor. He knows everything that's happening. It's just getting his offense to follow. His jumper needs to come. His inside game was pretty good. Uh, his size is a little bit smaller at 6'3", so it's tougher on him, especially playing through all those injuries for the past few years. But his biggest question going for where his career is going to go is, is he going to start hitting those threes? I mean, his mid-range shot has come along. Uh, it doesn't look smooth. It doesn't look the best. Uh, it is looking better as his shot has progressed. Me, as I've watched... Uh, every Magic game, uh, as a Magic fan, I, I see how it's he's slow. It's not that he's changing his jump shot. It's just get, he's just getting more comfortable with it, and I think that's huge. But he only takes about two three pointers a game. As we see, that's very hard to do with point guards. I mean, ten years ago, John Wall, fine. Like he was, it, he didn't need to shoot threes to to be an all star to be someone leading the team, and that was possible. But now, like. Russell Westbrook is now bouncing from team to team because he's just not an efficient uh, three-point shooter. And Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Fame player. So if you want to be a starting point guard on a team, you got to develop that shot, you know. Absolutely. I think he has the potential to do it. I think his jumpers looked a lot better recently. And I think the struggles early on in his career were mainly mental more than it was that thoracic injury. You know, it just seemed like worse than Ben Simmons you know at first with the EFC just like didn't believe in himself but I think he's getting that confidence being on the Orlando Magic is a good spot for him especially being low pressure being a rebuilding team these next couple years and he can really you know take the reins as the leader of that team potentially yeah for sure Uh, even though I don't think he's the best of the young core I think he could he's definitely in place to be the leader of this team Uh, you don't have to be the best player to be the leader and 
he's especially if he comes all this way all that improvement only makes all the other players look up to you you know getting all that done um going back let's hear about the best player oh the best player yeah yeah so um jonathan isaac is obviously i think he's the best player i don't think he's the best offensive potential however he has he he's just unstoppable defensively like the 34 games he played last uh two years ago he 2.3 blocks 1.6 steals 6.8 rebounds that's out of out of just a guy who's played less than 90 games in the nba in his last four years it's insane like he yeah every time watching him on the floor you just you just see how he affects the defense and like be as it may the magic had a top 10 defense when they were fully healthy without him so when he was on the floor they just looked unbeatable they you you couldn't stop them uh yeah great player to have on your team moving forward who already knows uh defense that well i mean in that season he was top five in both steals and blocks at the time and for a guy his age at his position to be top five for both pretty awesome and he was three separate times he was flirting with a five by five those don't know who a five by five is five points five rebounds five assists five steals five blocks which is like unheard of i mean the last to do it was nurkic two years ago right it's it's a very impressive stat i mean maybe not the rebounds assists and uh points but still like it just means you're affecting the game at, at every single level and three times he almost did it yeah he didn't get one but all three times he'll have he'd had like five blocks and four steals or vice vice versa but he's the def- defense reminds me of Giannis a lot um he does need to put on weight he's a very tall lanky guy i mean it's in his favor right now but if he wants to bang down in the post defend all defender even offensively get get in the paint a little more i think he's got to put on a lot more weight yeah absolutely i think he's got the frame to do it i mean he's six eight six nine and he's already got the the good enough movement to figure it out defensively if he can add that size he's gonna be a real treat and a real combo threat yeah um in terms of guys that he could potentially teach better uh, defense too, and help this Orlando Magic get better at defense. Who do you think has you know good opportunity to learn from him to take that next step forward? The biggest piece. So, uh, Mo Bamba obviously is the first name you like to think of that you can learn from him. Uh, Mo Bamba is a very raw talent. Uh, I can get into him a little more, uh, but I think Chumo Kiki is actually going to take a lot of the the learning process from him i mean chuma doesn't have the same wingspan he doesn't have the same build but chuma's a very smart player put in and i mean they at the end of last season they're like hey everyone's injured he was the only one thrown in and he was forced to lead this team of subpar nba players i mean how many i think they brought up four uh four four to six players just from the g league just to fill their roster because they traded away everyone everyone was injured last because cole isaac and fultz who are the only ones left on this team uh and and wendell carter was in and out like all those guys were injured towards the last 30 20 20 30 games and chuma was the main scorer and i mean he he came out and he did well he, he was a not i don't think he was their prime primary playmaker i think uh, with Cole out, Cole Anthony, Culpain, uh, Culpain. Well, Anthony was out. I think it was Troy Culpain, who was the primary uh, 
point guard. But Truma came out, and he really surprised me. Uh, I saw him. He was putting up a few 20-point games. He was getting as many steals. He's, I mean, he came into the NBA. They're like, he's just going to be a, a solid 3 and D guy. I think he's already there. Uh, obviously, he can pull up a little more com- consistent of a three-pointer and get work on his inside game a little better. But I think it's... I think he's already there. I think he's fitting the role they want him to. I don't see him doing better because, like, I don't think he can reach all-star caliber player. I think he's definitely he can definitely peak at a um, starter on uh, NBA starter. I think that's that's where he can go, and um, that's nothing bad against him. It's just I'm so far that's the only role I've seen. I mean, he can surprise me, but especially in the role he's going to play with this team, he's going to share minutes with uh, Isaac. Ross, Gary Harris. I mean, it, it's pretty full. And I'm the, sounds like this team is gung ho on development, so I'm sure he'll get his fair minutes. But Gary Harris and Terrence Ross are also making the majority of the salary this <laughs> this upcoming year. Yeah, I would think Gary Harris gets bought out at some point. Terrence Ross probably gets traded. He's a valuable piece, but he probably still gives you some good games before the deadline. But I see both those guys as potential moves by the deadline, maybe before. So I still don't think it'll impact the the playing time of these young guys too much, but early on it might, which is obviously a bummer. Yeah, I definitely see Terrence Ross getting traded uh, to a team like the Warriors have been interested or some other team that just needs a, a good score off the bench. I mean, he's always a six-man candidate. Not always, but, I mean, he's in the conversation. And it's nice. I mean, he does well. He's a good shooter. Uh, I don't think Gary Harris is going to get bought out. He's not a good enough player to get bought out. I think they're just going to have to ride out two years on his contract. Uh, he'll eventually just – his minutes will dwindle as it goes – as they move to – develop all their players more i just i just don't see him part of this team in the future i mean i don't see him good enough to be someone to be like hey the magic be like hey i'm gonna pay off your 20 million just for you to go play for the nets (laughs) or he's not old enough to play on the lakers but yeah i mean i yeah i don't think it'll happen right away but as more money comes off and maybe relationships sour and someone shows interest i mean he could potentially get traded still have some value if he proves himself a little bit and you know he's still a good three and d guy on the wing potentially if some injuries happen in the league and you know some teams got to make a desperate move like sign gary harris yeah it's a desperate move type of thing yeah at the very least uh, if he comes out and shows that he can defend like he could uh the Nugget, when he was the starting shooting guard for the Nuggets and just a lockdown defender, maybe teams like the Mavericks or Bulls yeah. would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm interested in that guy. But yeah. I just want to get but back. He's old. Yeah. But he's old. So let's get back to the young core. Yeah. I, I just want to get back to Jonathan Isaac real quick. So just, yeah. I just wanted to touch briefly on his offense. So uh, his three point shot. So as the a major part of this team, he's not going to be. What's great about his defense is he's not such a liability like um, Rudy Gobert, three-time defense player of the year. He's actually, like, he's 34 from three. I mean, with 90 games in the NBA, hard to see that what he's really done. I think that's – I would love to build off an th- average three-point shooter, you know. If he can only go up from here, that's perfect. But his mid-range is very much like Durant. It's It's – it's high, high release. It's it's super hard to guard. So that was, that was my most impressive part about him is his mid range. He once he gets bigger, his inside game will come, and I'm not I'm not too worried about that. But 
His defensive rating actually was super crazy last year. It, it was 101.8. 101.8. In in perspective, really Marcus good. Smart, one of his better years was 106. So, I'm I I, I don't like to get wrapped up in defensive rating all the time cuz it could be a good defensive player on a bad team and he'll still have a de- bad defensive rating cuz it's averages out with the team. But still, like yep. he's been on the Magic and they haven't been that great and he's had a 101. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. I mean, imagine uh, you know how good he's going to look when they're making playoffs consistently. Yeah, and uh, final thing on Isaac is uh, he's he was drafted as a three, uh, small forward. I think now that Aaron Gordon's gone, I think they should just commit him to the four. I think that's where he should be. Get gets to stay in a shot blocking presence, and uh, still gets his perimeter out there. I think he's uh, their four going forward. I don't think I don't think the answer is Chuma. Mm-hmm. I think Chuma could slide into the three uh, just fine, but I think. He's the four is his position going forward. I, I, I commit to yeah. that, and he could play a small center Makes too. Sense. He's what like six six eleven. He's a tall guy. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have good defense at the four. I think, um, you know, he can switch to center and to the three at certain points if a better player is at those positions and he needs to guard them. I don't think you know it's it's definitely not a bad thing and position wise uh fitting in with a guy like Jalen Suggs I think that's perfect because you know Suggs comes in and potentially is your point guard of the future with you've already got one of your front court guys set as well so really nice to see yeah speaking of Suggs so uh point guard of the future is a lot of things thrown around they have a lot of they really have three guards I know people say RJ's in the conversation I mean he could he could surprise people but right now it's yeah, the three vying for those two spots are Fultz, Suggs, and Anthony. Personally, I like to start uh, Fultz, Fultz at point guard with Suggs at shooting guard, mainly because Fultz has already established himself to run this team's offense for the last year and a half. And, I mean, Suggs can do it. I just, Suggs also two inches taller than Fultz, and can he's a better, he's a way better defender already. So I'd rather see him at the at the two plus he can hit that three because that was one concern hit with him coming into the nba i mean he everyone knew he was a decent shooter he didn't have the best numbers in college but we were wondering if it could translate or if he could get better at shooting and he did summer league he just knocked it out of the park um 42 35 78 shooting splits um he he was doing really well uh he was just the standout to me he was the standout of summer league uh being the fourth pick, I mean Jalen Green, Caden Cunningham stood out. Uh, that Nets player, Cam Thomas, that they all stood out. But I think at four, he just was showing the Raptors that they still should have picked him up. Uh, but he's a strong. So him and uh, Fultz actually have a very good guard post up game. I mean you don't see much of it, but Clay uh, Thompson is a huge. If you want to see some good guard post ups, Clay Thompson's actually has a really nice game down there and they both are reminiscent of him in the way that they play uh turnaround jumpers they, they got they got pretty solid strokes when it comes to that he is so so the thing about Suggs is he is a very ball dominant guard he likes to have it in his hands so it's gonna be weird it's because Fultz he moves off ball and he he has a good find but he's not a great shooter so it's that's the fit so that's where people lean on Suggs and Cole Anthony However, I just think there's too much talent with Fultz 
I mean, I'm sure they'll all play together at some point. Like, there, there's lineups get that get thrown out. But if we're just referring to starting five, the majority of the time they're going to spend together. I'm unsure of the fit between Suggs and Fultz. Uh, I want to see more of Suggs off ball. Uh, during Summer League, he was running the show, so you didn't get to see that showcased as well. But his three, all, all their three has to come, and they just need more shooting on this team. And I think he's going to help raise the the potential ceiling for this team and i think he's he's got the highest potential of all of the players on this team for sure i mean he could potentially be a fantastic shooter himself so if he can bring that to the team you know that's that's gonna add another dimension that you guys don't have yeah i think he's the only superstar on this team i think maybe Fultz could if he comes out to be at what i think his potential will be maybe he'll make one or two all-star games and uh, unless uh, the NBA starts giving a shit about defense, Jonathan Isaac will never make an all-star team. Uh, I think he plays good enough on that end where he could make an all-star team if you're talking comparable. Um, if you're, They'd have to be really good. It'd have to be like the Magic are a top two, three seed. Yeah, know? I mean, they let Draymond be an all-star. So I, I see. Yeah, and he's on the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, that's that's why they let him on there. Plus, he has he had like eight assists, and he was he's a very good defensive player. But Jonathan Isaac can maybe if he can give you fourteen points and still play the defense, I think he's worth being an All Star nod, especially if they're winning. Obviously, they have to win to get an All Star. But uh, the fourth guy. So moving to Cole Anthony. I mean, he got he got a huge. Uh, thinking of the word opportunity last year with a uh, Fultz going out so he became their starting point guard until he got he was on and off injury and then he was out for a month and a half and then he came back at the very tail end so he got a huge opportunity to show everyone what he could do and i i thought he was snubbed for a all rookie team i mean he i mean he only averaged 13 points off poor efficiency 40 34 83 shooting splits but four point Four point one assists, four point seven rebounds. He had a little under a steal. I think I think that was good enough. Uh, I think, and he did it consistently. I, I mean, he maybe missed out because of the injuries I mentioned earlier, but he really showed that they got a good pick there. I think, I think he was the perfect pick there. I don't think I think he obviously could have gone higher. I think obviously he was better than he showed out better than Obi Toppin did his rookie year. So the Knicks should have picked up Cole Anthony as everyone wanted them to. <laughs> Stephen A. ranted about that, but he's really shown that uh, I I think his what I want his potential to be, and I want him to turn into the role is like a Jordan Clarkson for the Magic. I think he he can certainly fit into that role. Great. I think he's very reminiscent of how he plays. Not the best on defense, but certainly an effort player. Um, not as athletic, but he can still get up there. You can still his shooting. I mean, he hit how many game. He hit two two game winners, and both of them were pretty tight. So I think I, I think he's got that uh, six man mentality. I, don't know, I think he can win that award. I think he's the next Lou Will. You heard it here. That that'd be great. I mean, he's a, he's a fun player to watch, and he drips with swag. <laughs> After one of those game winners, he was like, "I was born for this." You know, I knew I was going to make it. Obviously, it was going in. You know, he was just confident about it. And that's the type of guys you need. You don't need guys with personalities like Andrew Wiggins comparable to a cedar doorknob. <laughs> so, I mean, I like it. I like the guy, and I think he's a good good dude to have on your team. It's the only question is, like, 
You guys have so many good young players at guard, you know. One of them might get phased out at some point. But if he's all right with being the sixth man, you know, he can certainly stick around and he'll be great in that role. Yeah, I, I think he would fit that perfectly. But So the next two guys, I'll, I'm going to talk about them kind of all, all in one section, speaking more to Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. But, I mean, so they're both vying for that starting center role. I mean, a lot of people think just because they got Wendell Carter – uh, doesn't mean that means that he's the starting and they're going to look to move Bamba. I really think see this as Mosley's way of being like, all right, whoever plays the best gets the minutes. Because Mo Bamba, when he came in last year, when Wendell was in and out at the end of the year, he he came out. He was, I saw like a 19 rebound game. And he was doing well, and I think he was showing that the potential that he could have been if he would if we didn't have Vooch that whole time or even Kem Birch, because. Remember, I mean, they had Mobamba. They've had Mobamba for three years, <laughs> and uh, he could have been the backup point guard, uh, backup center for two of those years, but he wasn't because Ken Birch played better. He, he showed that, and he showed that he could provide for a team that was trying to make the playoffs. And Steve Clifford really doesn't give a shit about player development, so he was he put Ken Birch first, and at that time that was that was fine. I thought that was the right move. I think they could have gotten more for Bamba if they would have traded him. And, I, th- I don't know what package they could have got, but now they have him, and now he's competing with Wendell. What he has over Wendell is obviously his shooting and shot blocking is better than bo- both of Wendell. I mean, his shooting's better now. It could develop into something better. I mean, he's shown that he has a decent stroke. His his blocks are – I mean, they're, they're, they're nice. They'll get up there. He, he certainly has the reach for it. He's just not as – smart like we can say like we said earlier that he can learn a lot from Jonathan Isaac and when to help when not to help when to go uh, go for the block when to just get your arms up and uh, I think that would help out a lot uh, Wendell isn't a liability off defense I mean he's certainly like a good defensive he's just not a shot blocking presence as Mo Bamba is like he can still hold down the middle just fine he uh, he can re- in my opinion he's a better rebounder I mean 8.8 rebounds last year he, but he is a much better inside. Like he has a big game, Wendell Carter. Like for his offense, he can play around the rim, just way better because he's more muscular. He has a better stature inside than Mobamba because Mobamba's smaller and he tends to like to reach, stretch out to the perimeter a lot more. So they don't get that inside presence offensively that they get from Wendell Carter. And Wendell Carter's, I mean, forty nine percent from the field. I think he was like fifty four, fifty. 55% from uh, inside, and I think that's that's perfect. That's where you want to be. So uh, if I had a preference, if I had to make a choice right now which center I would pick, I would choose Wendell because, because Mo Bamba is just such a huge question mark. I'm not – I think he has the potential to be better, but that doesn't mean Wendell Carter doesn't have potential to get, get better also. But uh, Mo Bamba adds that shooting that they'll definitely need. So it's 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 a toss up. I could you can convince me either way, but I, I would have to pick Wendell if we had to pick centers today. What do you think? Yeah, I mean I'd probably go with Wendell as well. I think you know, I didn't realize he was even younger than Mo, so given that I have that information, I mean I'm willing to to give him the hand if he's playing better, which he did the last couple seasons. Though with Mo, I've always been a big believer that you know, he never got a fair shot with Vucevic being the starter, bringing in Ken Burch, just wanting to play guys that are immediately better. Whereas we knew Mo was going to be a bit of a project. The Magic knew that when they drafted him, 
but yet, you know, then you don't give the project some opportunities to grow. Um, in my opinion, that's kind of what's led to him not being uh, the choice over Wendell. So I think the Magic don't have anyone else to blame for themselves for that. Um, but they still have him, so maybe he can prove us differently this year. I think with a new head coach in Jamal Mosley, that's going to be a, a big change for sure, and one that should give them both opportunities and hopefully gives most some opportunities to become who I thought he was when he was drafted. Yeah, I, I imagine they'll still start Wendell to begin in the center, but I think they're going to see both of them are going to see similar minutes, and we'll start to see that spread go as the season. As the season comes to an end, I think we'll one will by far be getting more minutes than the other because they're both up for contract at the end of this year. So this is really a. I think it'll be exciting to see. I think they they both know that they're competing for a contract and in that starting roster spot. Um, I mean, who knows? The they could just yeah. the magic could be bad and get Chet Holmgren and none of this could matter. <laughs> yeah, they could get Chet. Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. You got the mini haha down in Orlando. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm all right with it. But uh, a few of the, I mean, we mentioned Chuma, <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say um, we haven't talked at all about Franz Wagner. You have anything to say on him? I, I don't have much to say. I mean, I, I mostly did all my. Uh, uh, excitement on the last six guys. I mean, there's nine players on this roster that are underneath 23, and def- all of them have potential. Uh, but RJ Hampton, Chuma, and Wagner, I didn't do as much on. I, I mean, I see all their value. Wagner's coming in as like a Draymond Green prototype type player. He's playmaker. He can do a little bit of everything. Jack of all trades, but master at none right now. I'd like to see him excel in a certain role. I think that's how he's going to get this roster spot, but and he looked good in summer league. We'll see. Uh, he, he's still a sure. giant question mark, and we, I want to see more from him before I make that big of a judgment. Sure, it'll be a big season for a lot of these Magic players, but I think um, we're very excited about their future. You in particular, it's about time that they just rebuilded and got some picks back for the players they had before, and um, I think it's going to be exciting to see them grow. But let's move on to talking about Colin Sexton as a potential fit with the Philadelphia 76ers. There was a recent report indicating that the Cleveland Cavaliers are interested in trading for Ben Simmons still. And we knew that Colin Sexton was interested, or I'm sorry, the Cavaliers were also interested in getting rid of Colin Sexton potentially as he's due for an extension soon. Which has led us to believe, well, this could be a good fit. Maybe a couple of... Uh, of these guys who need a new situation could be traded for each other. Colin Sexton, first of all, point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers, 6'1", 190 pounds. What do you think his fit would be like with the Sixers, Dalton? I love it. Uh, I think you still get young talent. So a lot of these trade trade uh, options that the 76ers have, they lose that potential that they get out of uh, Ben Simmons. But when you get Colin Sexton, I mean, yes, he's a defensive liability. But he still has room to grow. I mean, nobody thought he was going to be a good shooter. He came out shooting 37% from three off a high volume. Uh, 20.2 points per game, 4.4 assists. Could be a better playmaker. He's not the best. Doesn't make the smartest passes. One steal, 82% from free throw. I know 
76ers fans will love that. They love that. <laughs> but uh, I think he's he's be a huge piece. I mean, I think depending upon what they get. So I had a, a trade that I thought this would be the best. I mean, it's really hard to work this out if I were the 76ers and Cavs because they don't have, neither one has that much cap flexibility. They don't have a player that they're like, oh, yeah, we can just throw him in there, you know? Um, so Ben Simmons for Kevin Love. Colin Sexton, Dylan Windler, and two first-round picks, and uh, the second one is top ten protect, top ten protected is what I had on there. That's probably the most realistic I see. I think it could definitely happen. I if I were the 76ers, I would want rather than Kevin. I don't think Kevin Love is what Kevin Love thinks he's going to be on another team. <laughs> I w- if I were the 76ers, I'd want – if I'm getting Colin Six, I'd want another piece that I can just still throw into a starting lineup, you know. But – and I don't think – I mean, Kevin – you could throw Kevin in there. I think he would fit fine next to Embiid, a three-point shooter. Doesn't – Embiid can cover him up on defense, smart player. He's definitely a veteran presence that in the right situation could help them. Uh just a self <laughs> I mean it's just he's like oh, I want to go to an already contender but he doesn't want to help these ca- the young Cavaliers uh, grow yeah he's like he's like Stefan Diggs in the NFL who just said yes I was a good teammate until things got bad then I was a bad <laughs> teammate well that means you are bad teammate bro <laughs> I'm if you're if you're shitty when the things get tough, that's who you really are. And it's the same thing with Kevin Love. I mean, he wasn't even in good enough shape to play on Team USA when they finagled him onto that roster for no good reason. You know, he's not going to be in good enough shape to get traded to a championship contending 76ers. I don't know who else is on that team that makes sense with the salary unless you're giving up Rubio and someone else. And even that doesn't make sense. They don't need Rubio in Philadelphia if they're getting Colin Sexton. Uh, I mean, I can see if they are if they just really don't want Kevin Love and they're like, give me Rubio and, like, Chetty Osman. And this, they're like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I can see that. Like, I would personally rather have Rubio at this point than Kevin Love locker room like including all the locker room stuff at least rubio's like a good veteran to have on a team like he's you're gonna learn from him and yeah uh he's a facilitator i mean they have they already have three scoring options if you if you include con sexton in this so i think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um i do think con sexton's a lot better fit next to Embiid. I mean, he has this thing where he gets into the gap. He can get into the gaps in the defense. He can really collapse them. I mean, not that they didn't collapse for Ben Simmons, but Colin Sexton, when he collapsed in, he he pulls more. I'm just because he's a shooting threat that more people have to shift over. But because Ben wasn't a shooting threat, they could they they all just went down. They all went downhill on him. But because Colin's he's a great mid-range shooter they they have to come shift over a certain amount and that's going to give Embiid looks he never even got with Simmons and that not yep. Simmons is a better look uh passer by far but I think Colin has certainly has it in him to learn to make that extra pass to look out there because he does go into the lane without a plan all the time and I think that this culture and this coaching staff is really going to help out on being like hey here's the smart passes here's what you have to do 
Yeah, I think definitely Joel Embiid would be a guy who can help who can help Colin Sexton get better. I mean, last year he had four assists to three turnovers for Sexton. That's not good, but if he can at least get those turnovers down to just two flat and then get the assists up to like six or seven someday, that would be great. I mean, he's increased his points per game by four each of this uh, each season, and he's only played three years. This guy could easily average 27 in the next couple of years, and you put him alongside Embiid, that's a great fit. I think um, I think it'd be really exciting to watch personally, and it'd be massively different than what they have in Ben Simmons where, yeah, you do lose quite a bit of defense at first and some facilitating, but you gain a lot of scoring. Um, and you know what I will say about Colin Sexton on his defense is that he plays hard. He still plays hard, and he is smaller, but he plays really hard, and that's the type of guy that I'm going to take because he's high effort. Today, when he was talking about his first time playing Stephen Curry, he got cooked 41 points, and he said there was nothing I could do. But you look at the clips, and he was trying his ass off. I mean, he was slipping around. He was going through screens, at least trying to, but Curry was just nailing tough shot after tough shot, you know, I believe in Sexton if he can continue to be that fast guy and stay in front of guys, if he can figure that out. I believe in his potential next to an already fantastic defensive team in Philadelphia. Yeah, I just think the issue issue with his defense is more his height. I mean, he's 6'3", right? Which is small for a shooting guard. And so it's 6'1". Yeah, so that's really small for a shooting guard. And the only reason... The Cavs played him at shooting guard is because of his playmaking, because he couldn't get that better. I mean, if he can increase his playmaking, they can play him at the one and still have defense around him. I mean, I mean, just because you play the shooting guard doesn't necessarily mean you're you have to guard their 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 shooting guard. I mean, there's ways to fit him in. I mean, if Isaiah Thomas can fit into an uh, uh, a great offense, then they can certainly fit a guy like Colin Sexton in. But I actually uh Absolutely. actually have another thing so. Assume, so this very unlikely to happen, but it's uh, just for talking to- topic. Is so if Ben Simmons trade does not happen right as the season starts, and if it gets pushed over and somehow makes it to the trade deadline, and they convince Ben to come back and play, I think a certain option where you would definitely have the best package in to the 76ers because you have to wait 30 or 40 days to even trade this player is Markin and Sexton, and then maybe just like a lottery protected first and like toss in rubio and i think that would do i think that would definitely be like services would be like yep no problem we get what we want but at this point with the package we previously offered i don't think that's the best one on the table but marketing and sexton would be perfect fit i mean put marketing marketing's like what kevin love thinks he is right now like he can hit those shots you don't get that veteran presence nor the defense but with a guy like Embiid, he can still he's He's a great player because he can hold down a defense. So, and he's a great fit next to NB because he's great outside shooter. Yeah. He's he'll make his own shot. So multiple yeah. shooters who can get out in transition would be important for this team. So I agree, Markin and Ann Sexton would be an appealing package. Um, it would be interesting to see the Cavaliers trade them that far or that you know uh, fast into the contract. But if they want Simmons you know that bad i've seen crazier things happen so it is what it is but i will say i don't think ben simmons is reporting the camp i don't think he's gonna 
be on the team this season. I think out of all the superstars that I've requested out recently, he's the biggest drama-filled one. So for people to expect him to start the season just like Davis or Harden did, I think is unrealistic. Um, this guy is pretty adamant, and we're seeing you know reports come out each day about how he's he told Sixers a couple weeks ago he wasn't planning on um, reporting to training camp. And before that, he had a meeting with Sixers Brass where they said, oh, you know, we tried to trade you. We couldn't find the package. You're going to have to start the season to play a little better, get your value up, and then we'll trade you. And he's like, it's not my responsibility to, you know, help out with my trade value. And in fact, he might be looking at it as, you know what? I want to take my trade value because I want the team I'm going to to be decent yeah. still. Yeah, ah, uh, man, I, I just this, this is definitely a players league, and I totally understand why. I mean, you hear a lot of ex players say like, "Oh yeah, this this is the way it should be." Like, good good for him to do all this and stuff. But like, people forget about like contracts and stuff. Like, it the team does mean something. Like, I don't watch like I watch and I'm entertained by the players, but I have a team I follow. Like, I. I'm a Magic fan. I, I love them. I'll, I'll always watch the Magic. Even like I like I love Vucevic. Great guy. But and I'll probably still watch some Bulls games. But like I'm watching the team. You know, I'm supporting the team and the players on that team. And just and it just sucks to be like a 76ers fan and to be like see the a guy that you rooted for, you saw, you developed, and see him just not give a shit about your team. I mean, yeah, there's some bad blood in there, but like. Whatever happened to just being like, all right, I want to get traded. I'll play. I'll give my. I'll do whatever. Like I think they just have so much leeway. These the players do now. It's just it it, it hurts to watch basketball sometimes because like you don't know if someone's just sitting out just because they're having they're they're not having discussions. Like Blake Griffin just sat out with the Pistons, and that wasn't even fair to the Pistons. They didn't do anything wrong. They were just the Pistons. That's why he. That's why he didn't want to play for them. Like. Like, if I were a Pistons fan, I actually knew a Pistons fan. He's like, oh, yeah, we got Blake Griffin. He was so excited about it. Year and a half later, he's like, fuck Blake Griffin, man. <laughs> like, and I, I'm with him. Like, I was like I, like, I really like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, the Timberwolves should have offered him that Supermax before Wiggins, and that's what got him mad. But, well, I mean, all things considered, I guess. I guess he just didn't like the drive. But, I mean, there's worse things on that team. They still made – there was a three seed up until he got injured. They're still a young team when he was. Yeah, there. we were great that year. I think he just, you know, wanted to live in Miami, not Minnesota. Yeah. And I mean, and it just sucks for small market teams, you know, because these guys. I mean, not that 76ers are a small market, but all it takes is like one little thing, and they're gone. Like I get, like a working culture is good and all, and I, I'm not taking anything away from like the players can't go where they want to go, but like people forget when you sign a large contract. I mean, like, all right, I'm signing this supermax for five years, and they're gonna pay me 45 million for the next five years and like down the road maybe i'll just get traded be like no remember you're like signing that team because the team's like we want to have you for five years not we want to have you for two years not make the playoffs and trade you for uh 20 cents on the dollar <laughs> like like yeah i agree contracts should mean something but we are in a reality where humans are playing basketball not robots that we're using on 2k so they have real emotions. They have real decisions that they want to make, and it's not always about the money. I do hate when guys just force their way to specific teams and want to just 
for super teams like when Ben Simmons says oh yeah I want to be out and you got to trade me to a team in California that's where I'm like shut the fuck yeah. up you're getting traded wherever you're going like that's fine if you want to trade your quest I get it you don't get to say where you're gonna go when you have four years on your contract and you just sucked ass in the playoffs yeah. I mean like I I like Damian Lillard why I think he's like one of the best guys in the NBA is specifically because this point like he's aside from this is aside from the point where he's just like I'm I want to win with this team I want to try like he signed his he's even if he's made it clear when he finally does make it clear that he wants to be traded like he is like I understand I'll, I'll be like yeah all right you you've given us that try but Simmons is like I mean, okay, maybe Simmons isn't a good, good example, but go, running back to Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's like, I want to get traded. Be like, you, you were here for a year, man. Like, give us, <laughs> come on, like, you made a third seed. Like, you don't think you can get better? Like, just because Miami's warm and winter here sucks? Like, come on, man. We got juicy yeah. Lucy's. <laughs> like, yeah, come, come on. on. We got fireplaces. It's fine. It's fine. The summer's hot ish here. <laughs> no, I hear you, though. The NBA and professional sports as a whole, it's just become what have you done for me lately like you know you already had Kawhi almost like talking about like entertaining cities as a free agent like he planned to go on visits till people are like no you're just like gonna use us and eventually go back to Clippers but even so like say an alternate universe where he goes on these meetings and he signs me with another team it's like you're with the fucking Clippers for two years. You made them give up four first-round picks for Paul George. And, you know, you're Mr. Time Load Management. You've got to do everything your way. You don't get to leave ever, bro. you got to fucking help us out here. Like, be a man of your word. Which, you know, they ended up re-signing, whatever. But just the fact that he didn't re-sign that max at the first instant yeah. you know was kind of annoying to me it's like come on yeah, like dude. they did these guys have done everything yeah they did everything for you and like I, like i get um it's a business it goes both ways like a team like demar Derozan, he's he's like i'm signing this contract because i want to retire with the raptors and they're like we got it we got a year of Kawhi for <laughs> demar Derozan. fuck yeah get over here and like i get that like there's two sides to it it's just lately I haven't seen that other side lately. I'm not saying I want balance. I'm not saying I want to see a player get his heart broken. It's just I don't want to see small markets get their heart broken anymore. You know, like I get it goes two ways. I do want to, I do want to see you know more of these trade requests though end in the player going to just a shit situation that he didn't <laughs> want. Like, I mean Ben Simmons going to the Wolves isn't necessarily a shit situation he didn't want, but it's still funny he gets sent to Minnesota uh -huh. or like say. I mean, I don't know, say, like, uh, who's, like, a guy who's going to request a trade that's kind of lame for doing it? Ah. Uh, who was the, Is there anybody who was the in other that category? Ah. Uh, uh, I mean, like... I know what you mean. So, somebody the other year was just... I, I saw him be like, I want to be traded. I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> if you like, who was it? Ah. Uh. Oh, it was um, Marcin, Marcin Gortat, like, three years ago. It was like, I don't want to be with the Wizards. Oh, like, forever. I, like, I, I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, you're right. It was like, yeah, I'm requesting a trade. It was like, dude, shut <laughs> up. Like, what do you th You think you have power? You're, like, in your last yeah. couple years. I think what he was trying to do, he was trying to get traded, like, back to the Suns, maybe. He wanted to, like, retire as a son. No, he, wa he said he wanted to retire the Magic, actually, yeah. He's like, magic, I want to retire okay. with the magic. He's like, John Wall's a selfish player, and John Wall's like, I average ten assists a game, and all you and all you do is just catch my lobs. Like, he's like, I don't care, go. <laughs> like, 
No, that that was a, that was a good example. But I mean, at least Kawhi like gets traded to Toronto. Obviously, didn't want to go to Toronto. He's like, I'll just win them a championship and go to the Clippers. And everyone, they're like, okay, you know, whatever, it's fine, man. Like, yeah, uh, like, fine. yeah, yeah, that's okay. Like that's there, there's things where if they go there and they they give a good try. I mean, some people like. I mean, Paul George wasn't his fault, but he went there and he was. He bought into OKC. He also signed there on free agency. I guess that doesn't. He did force his way out of Indiana, though, after giving them a ton of great yeah, years. Yeah, and at that, that, that's a good example. Like, Pacers were like, "All right, yeah, you've you've done what you could. Like, you you've you've gotten face fucked by, by LeBron." For I almost years. think at I almost think at the time Pacer fans didn't like him for it. To be honest, I think you have that You're right. Wrong. They didn't like it. I understood it when it happened. I mean, he he had been there for. Seven, eight years, right? I think it was like, yeah, six or seven. But, you know, he wasn't very, very professional mm-hmm. on the way out. And, you know, I think he had, he was only a couple of years off of that broken leg. So he did miss a whole season for that. Yeah. So they, you know, were with him for that. So, yeah. I, that, that was, that's one that could go either way. I'm, I'm with that one. I'm like, okay. He he gave ample time to them, and then, I mean, who who was the best player that played with him on the Pacers? Lance Stevenson. <laughs> like I I don't think they did the best no, job building around Roy Hibbert. Yeah, Roy Hibbert ah, was a star for a couple of years, like then he years. really <laughs> fell off. Um, they traded for Evan Turner after um, I forget who they had at the three. They kind of swapped someone out. Yeah, they had Darren um, Collison there for that whole time too, but uh, yeah. I don't know. He's a good player. Uh, contracts. <laughs> but cool. <laughs> but yeah, so I think um, you know, we talked a bit about Sexton to the Sixers. Um I next category we wanted to get into here was predicting all stars for this upcoming season. We're still a solid three, four, five months away from that. I don't remember when the All Star game is. Um but who are your first five for the West? For the West. Start on the West. Sure thing. So I think the West is a little more clear for me. I'm, I'm pretty – I have one controversial one here. So last year for the West All-Stars, I thought Curry, Lillard, James, Leonard, and Jokic deserved it. Uh, Jokic, obviously, I don't think anybody can make uh, argument for him in the West. I mean, maybe if Cat – comes out and has an MVP season, leads the Wolves to the one seed going into the All-Star game. I think that's that's like the one chance of upsetting uh, Jokic from being an All-Star. So I think he's going to be their starting center. I think because Kawhi's out, I think Anthony Davis is not going to come back as strong. I think Zion's going to take that next dot. I think this is his first All-Star start this year. I think LeBron's just going to get it because he's LeBron James. Even if he's outplayed by someone else, I think he's going to be an All-Star starter this year. And then Curry. Yep. Uh, I think he's a shoe in. He's Curry. But I think uh, now, I un- normally, I think the pick is for Lillard. I mean, not for Lillard or um, Doncic. But I think, I, I, I say Paul George because I think he's going to have a crazy season. He's going to be the leader. He's going to lead this Clippers team. He just let, led them without Kawhi to the conference finals. I think he's going to come out. He's going to show what he can. He had, he took the – actually, I think he took a worse team to the conference finals, but he's going to get Serge Ibaka back. I think Bledsoe is a better fit 
uh, then he gives you more offensively and not as much. I, I think he's a way better player than Beverly. Uh, maybe not way better, but I think he can provide more in the role that Beverly had. So I th- I think they have enough pieces this year. I think Luke Kennard's gonna ta- is gonna step up in roles. I think I think Paul George is gonna just gonna go crazy. I think he's gonna get earn this starting spot. So you think Paul George's gonna start in the West as a guard? Yeah, I mean he plays shooting guard when Kawhi's in. And Kawhi's not in. And this Kawhi's year. not. Well, Kawhi's out this whole year. <laughs> right. So what's Paul George? His preferred play? spot is shooting Small guard. Forward. No, his preferred. You think he's going to play shooting guard this year? I mean, it really depends because they, they filter Luke Kennard in for wings. They filter Terrence Mann could play one through – I mean, they play him one through five. <laughs> he played center at one game. But uh, he, it's positionless. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's very possible he doesn't. Paul George is a forward. I'm going to say that right now. Paul George is a forward. You're a fraud. <laughs> but my, my West All-Stars are pretty similar to yours, a bit more chalky. I went Steph Curry – Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Nikola Jokic. So I am banking on Anthony Davis being healthy enough and having a resurgence year to be in the all-star game on a one-seed or two-seed Lakers team. It's the fucking Lakers. And LeBron James is obviously going to be in there. Luka Doncic, I think, is going to have an amazing year. He's obviously already got the recognition he needs he's going to get a ton of votes anyways so he might be the overall vote getter this year uh i could go with lillard too i think a dark horse uh for that guard spot is donovan mitchell i think he just led them to the first seed i think Mm. if he does that again i think i don't see how you ignore a guy like that out of that starting position especially if lucas luca and dame don't have their winning like their um they're not winning as many games they're at the bottom of the seeds I mean, like, I'm talking eight, seven, eight, nine, ten. If they're down there, I don't see how you can ignore Donovan Mitchell anymore, any longer at that starting spot. Yeah, we'll see. I think that's definitely a good good opinion there. Good take. On the east side, who do you got? So, again, last year, my picks were Beal, uh, Levine, Durant, Antetokounmpo, and Embiid. Now, this one's pretty... Pretty straightforward, too. I only have one change. I have Beal, Harden, Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. I didn't think Kyrie deserved a starting spot last year because he was out for, like, half the games. And I I just really thought Levine played out, uh, did his best, and I thought he deserved that starting spot over him. He still made the – both still made the All-Star game. It's, it's whatever. But I think Harden's going to – be Harden. He's going to come out. I mean, he never does that well in the playoffs, but I think he's just going to kill it. He's not going to be injured. Him and Durant. I mean, obviously Durant and Giannis are going to make it. Embiid's by far the best center in the East. I mean, closest is what Bam Adebayo or Vucevic or yeah, uh, not Miles Turner. Maybe Sabonis if they if he commits to being a center. Not, but not that. And Beal's just going to be Bradley Beal, and he's just going to be crazy and be the only thing making the Wizards relevant, Washington <laughs> relevant other than whoever's in office. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure we have the exact same ones here. I have James Harden, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty, East is pretty clear. I think, I don't know how, yeah. how you can make it. You could maybe make an argument if one, someone gets hurt, like uh, if Beal gets traded to the West, I mean, who, who would take that spot? Yeah. Like Trey Young? The uh, I mean I I thought about putting Tatum in here in the forward position, 
but it's too strong with Giannis and Durant. Um, I think Jalen Brown maybe could start at the guard position. Trey Young is a good option as well, but they'd have to have amazing seasons to beat out Harden, Irving, Beal. I mean, any of those three. Levine, I would put all those guys above Young or or Brown. Yeah, I think I actually think it's very possible that Trey Young makes it in here. Uh, especially if the Wizards are just at the bottom three teams this in the East, because they like no one more gets the NBA doesn't scrutinize anybody else besides Beal for losing. <laughs> if he's on a losing team, they're like, we're not going to put you. You're not an All Star starter. They're, but they love Trey Young, so if Trey Young is winning, if he's a top five seed, he can definitely be a starter. I see that. If the Bulls make yeah. a bigger jump and over. And we underestimate them. They turn into a top three seed. I think that's possible. Jimmy, who's yeah, I mean he's probably not going to play guard this year, but um, Jimmy's always a candidate. I don't think Lowry will get there. Brogdon probably not. Karras maybe, no. maybe Drew. Yeah, maybe maybe Drew. Uh, it's it's very possible. I just don't think. I mean, if defense played a thing in All Star games, which I think it should, I find defense just as entertaining. Uh, I, I enjoy yeah. it. I en- enjoy that end, but NBA doesn't. I would say the championship probably helps out his pedigree a little bit for the All-Star games moving forward. I mean, he's been doing All-Star game before, and now he's got the championship. So, you know, everybody's heard about how great he is at defense. Now even the casuals know. So, I, yeah, mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll get yeah, some Yeah, the Bucks votes. could get three NBA. If they score, if they're on track for like a 65-70 win uh, season again i think they could definitely get three all-stars in there i mean he is a much better chance yeah. than eric bledsoe ever did <laughs> and that was that was a yeah. conversation when they were like three years ago people yeah. talked about is bledsoe gonna make it i was like well probably not yeah come on I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah <laughs> but yeah but it'll be interesting to see if our cha- uh, if our choices for this change in the future um, if even before the season starts, but for now, that's who we got. And you know, it was a good show today. Episode is this episode twelve. Yeah, episode twelve. Episode twelve, baby. We are strictly ball business. We're up to twenty four subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Music. We are on an Apple Podcast. Whatever Apple you want, I'll be in the apple of your eye. Just kidding, I have a beautiful girlfriend. But we will see you next time for episode 13, Unlucky 13. And as always, Strictly Ball Business.